Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. Canadian bacon and hardwood smoked bacon. Or Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Get $2 off a large bacon duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. Canadian bacon and hardwood smoked bacon. Or Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Get $2 off a large bacon duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. Welcome, everybody, to Juice Pro Wrestling, episode 81, Hammerstone Smashed Face with Sretton and the Juice himself, which is myself via phone from Arizona. Arizona's correct, right? That's it, Arizona. (laughs) That is correct. Uh, He is the MLW National Openweight Champion of the World. He is Alexander Hammerstone. <laughs> What's going Sorry. on, brother? Sorry, oh, you know, I'm just uh, finally getting on the juice. That's all. Yeah, yeah. Finally, after all these uh, allegations, you know, just because you got the pump, man, don't mean you got to be on the stuff. What the hell? <laughs> you know what's weird too? Uh, a lot of people don't know that it, it's kind of an old school uh, term in the biz. Is that juice was another name, much like color and stuff for blood for what? Yeah, yeah, that, that's. Oh, true. juice was for blood. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'll shut up. Why do you think our fucking logo is a bloody belt? Man, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing here. Jesus Christ. So, Hammerstone, man, you've been making a lot of headlines uh, throughout the independent world of professional wrestling and the not so independent, like MLW. And uh, you've also worked, I I believe you, I may be incorrect about this, but you started what, around 2013? Uh, A little bit earlier than that. But yeah, when people actually started, like, I started doing anything worth talking about, I guess, you know, working for any kind of like real companies. Right. Right. You had a, do I mean, you've always had a good look too, man. You've always been fucking jacked to the gills. So, Hey, props to you for that, man. You know, curls for the girls. Right. Um, (laughs) (laughs) you've, uh, you started out one of your first promotions, uh, one of our homeboys and you kind of came back to that, uh, Joseph Samael PCW ultra. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, PCW was like uh, pretty much like one of the biggest companies in California. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, um, he uh, that was like one of the bigger stages I got on uh, early on, you know. So that was definitely a huge catalyst for for things for me, just because of the caliber of opponents I was getting, you know. Um, yeah, you were crushing. That's all. That's all the pro wrestling is, you know. Like some guys are really good for a long time, but it just takes someone to start paying attention. So like. You know, uh, if I put up a match and it's versus Joe Schmo at company, you know, XYZ, it's yeah. one thing. But then it's like, oh, versus Brian Cage at PCW or versus Jeff Cobb at PCW. Then people all of a sudden start watching and then they go, oh, this guy, this guy can go. And then Fuck yeah. it just is like a, you know, snowball effect. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's uh so you have a good relationship with Joseph, I take it then, right? Yeah, yeah. He's uh been a been a friend for many years. Yeah, yeah. He's a super awesome guy, dude. Uh we've had him on the show. He's gonna be back on soon. Hopefully we get to hang out and kick it with him. Uh uh we plan on attending the MLW Super Fight pay per view. Your guys' first pay per view in oh. Chicago on the second, man. Yeah, the shit should be wild. <laughs> oh man, I I can't fucking wait. I I've been actually the first time I seen I've seen you twice live now. Um, the first time I seen you, it, I it was a bathroom meeting, kind of like I was walking in, you were walking out, and I think you might have had a bad burrito or something, you know, out there at Cicero. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Listen, like, brother, when you're when you eat like four hundred plus grams of protein a day, it's Oh yeah, yeah. Every day, is, every, every day is just the same when it comes to that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. But I was just super impressed, uh, not with your bowel movement, but uh, just you know, like seeing this dude. Like, damn, this dude's fucking jacked. Like, okay, it was I. I had seen you uh, vaguely, seen you like I've watched some PCW Ultra stuff the last couple years. Because uh, much like you mentioned, dude, they had a lot of big stars. They're like one of the biggest promotions out there in California. 
Like everybody out there listening, yeah, don't yeah. sleep on these guys because they're rocking and rolling. Uh, they just wrapped up what the Into the Void event they just did on the 18th, which that was fucking spectacular. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was uh, just Friday. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I'm sitting there and I'm like, all right, all right, let's let's see what this dude's got. And he comes out. You come out and do your thing. And I was like, holy shit, man! Like. You got a great build. You got a great look to you. You can move about in the ring like pretty damn fluid. And uh, I was blown away, man. And then you align yourself with the, a couple of assholes uh, <laughs> in the dynasty. Um, MJF. And uh, what's the other dude's name? I always forget his name. Richard Holiday, man. Richard Holiday. Richard Holiday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I do I do enjoy him. I was there when uh, they won the tag belts last time in Cicero against uh, the Hart Foundation. Um, oh, awesome, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Both times, man, every time, What do you? what's your opinion on that place and, like, the crowd out there in Cicero, man? I mean, it's wild. It's, it's awesome because, you know, we always, uh, we always pack the place, you know, sell-out crowd. They're wild and rowdy. The thing about doing, uh, you know, TV tapings is sometimes it's kind of difficult because, you know, when you watch it at home, you get the experience of a one-hour show where, right. you know, it builds to a main event and then it's done. But when you're, you know, some, when you attend those live tapings, you're basically watching three episodes of the show or four episodes oh, yeah. of the show back to back to back. So sometimes it's hard to keep the crowd um, alive for it to get the same reactions you want because where something might be, you know, on TV – it's going to be the first main event, you know, mm-hmm. it could be the, you know, the third main event that they've seen. It could be the 10th match of the night. And sometimes that's, that gets to be a very difficult spot to be in. But, uh, the Chicago crowd at Cicero is one of those crowds that is high energy from start to finish. And, you know, whether it's the first match or the last match, like it's still an awesome crowd to perform in front of. So I think that's why MLW chooses to, you know, keep coming back there. And that's why that was the perfect place to do a first pay-per-view. Oh yeah. That's well said. And I'm glad you, uh, a lot of people out there listening that haven't, uh, they may have attended a wrestling show, like you said, a live event or whatever, but they haven't attended a TV taping. And I'm sure if you go to like a Monday Night Raw or any of that, you know, it's much the same. But uh, they don't understand that it's, like you said, you'll you'll watch an hour-long episode of uh, MLW Fusion on being sports or YouTube, and it's cut up. Like, I, I like watching that shit because, to me, it's awesome to be there and experience you guys do your thing live. But I'll be honest with you, as much as I love being there, I love watching the whole presentation on TV. Like, it's just, it's great. You know, like, an MLW yeah. has something for everybody, dude, where you like, if you're a guy who likes the hardcore, like, deathmatch shit, or you like the Lucha Libre or Strong Style, or just it, you know, anything, MLW, that's why it's called fucking Fusion, you know? Um, it's, you guys got a great mix of fucking everything and some really good talent, and some of your guys, uh, look at MJF, you know, AEW superstar, he's still working with you guys, you know, you got some really cool shit like that happening, man. But uh, the TV, yeah, for sure. I, th- I think it's just some, like a mix of guys who you know nobody, nobody like is out there trying to do everything. Like like for like, I'm not a deathmatch guy, but like yeah. you're gonna have deathmatch guys. If you're gonna have hardcore guys, you want your Mance Warner and your Jimmy Havoc, you know. Right. So it's like I, you know, like you said, it's a, it's a fusion. You don't have a cookie cutter formula. You don't have a cookie cutter product. You have a very vast variety of flavors that you put on the show. Yeah, and it, it dude, it shines through. Um, it's funny though, when you were talking about the TV tapings, cause the first one I attended, uh, me and my buddy, we brought our sons and my son's 11 and he's kind of gotten out of professional wrestling. Unfortunately, he's, he's just found football and that's his thing now, which is fine. Um, yeah. but I, I dragged him out to this show, you know, and you know, for an 11 year old, we were there for like five or six hours and he was like fucking dying by the end. I was like, can we just go home? I'm like, shut up, sit down. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, it, yeah, some of those could be hard, you know. But with you guys, it's a fucking it's a party, man. It, like to me, that's what I love about a lot of this shit. Uh, over the weekend, we were just at the Impact Wrestling All Glory event out in uh, Marionette Park, Illinois, and got to see a lot of great independent wrestlers from the Midwest area. And dude, it was it. I love that feel of like going to a wrestling show, but it's like you're at a fucking rock concert and like there's so much you guys are doing this badass shit in the ring. I could drink some fucking beer, you know, hang out with cool ass people and mix, you know, not just sit there and like No, I was just saying, yeah, I think that's kind of what's uh why wrestling's growing at the rate it's growing at right now. Mm-hmm. But like kinda like the appeal of it is less like people necessarily just even, you know, watching the wrestling because there's still people who just watch the wrestling like online or watch the wrestling they like on TV and they sit there and they criticize it and they're very you know critical of this that and the other. Bitches. But 
really like people like going out to indie wrestling shows or yeah, you know, some of these other companies that are but there's you know you know TV and you know, like bigger companies like you know MLW and stuff, but they're trying to provide that that feel like you said you know it's like a rock concert or, yeah, or just like this vibe where you know everyone's getting into it it's, it's more than just you know the wrestling right it feels like a sometimes man the whole uh attending these events with a lot of the people we know sometimes it feels like that frat fucking atmosphere you know and everybody's just cool and having a good time and hey man i'm a i'm a metalhead i'm a rock and roll guy myself you know as much as i am a, a pro wrestling fan uh, I, I love that atmosphere, dude. If you can go and watch this shit and like have you guys doing your thing and dude, it's it's the fucking best. There's nothing like it. There's no form of like entertainment, whether it be sports, you know, musical entertainment or whatever, in my opinion, that really just sets that bar like professional wrestling, you know, especially in 2019 and beyond, man. Yeah, for sure. Couldn't agree more, man. So the when did you first break into the business? We'll give you a, a little cookie cutter moment here. Um, let's see, it's got to be like 2011 uh, when I first started uh, training, or maybe even late 2010. But yeah, uh, that's when I first kind of got in, um, and I was you know training for a long time, paying dues for a long time before mm -hmm. I got my first match, um, which hopefully isn't online anywhere because man, that was awful. But walking um, that green mile, yeah. Like 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 uh, you said, uh, 2013 was like just when I started like working promotions that were actually putting stuff out there online and being you know covered by you know websites and stuff like that. And that's when I you know first started kind of getting around and I started branching out and getting out of state and uh, and started getting noticed, I guess you know because back then uh, it was a lot, it was kind of different. Like stuff is changing at such a pace now where like guys get in and their first year, like people know about them. That yeah. didn't happen when I started. Like you got in and you had to kind of eat shit and just pay your dues and fucking that old all that route. stuff for, for, for a while before, you know, anyone paid attention and we didn't have the luxury of, you know, Twitter to put something out and go viral and, uh, yeah. you know, network in that way. You, you really had to like kind of just, get underneath somebody and, you know, learn from them and ride with people and learn. And it was a, it was a different experience. It was a little bit longer of a, of a path to recognition, but I'm glad that I got it when I did, because, uh, honestly in today's market, you're getting a lot of guys who kind of skyrocket into a position they're not ready for. And then they yeah. kind of like either fizzle out or they fall flat on their face and then or they, they develop egos. yeah <laughs> yeah but then then you get these guys who like they like get to a certain point where like they're working like a lot of shows in their area mm. and then like they can't get any further and like really the best thing for them to do would be to go back to training but nobody wants to hear that or like even yeah. go back to the drawing board with their character or whatever it is but because we live in that like instant gratification age you know yeah no one's gonna do that yeah yeah i i totally agree with that i mean your character has totally evolved throughout the years um i mean you had almost kind of like you got that like thor look like handsome boy look when you had that long hair long flowing mane all fucking rippled up and shit <laughs> yeah man and that's just that goes to show like i was at a place where like i was getting plenty of work i was working with a lot of good companies i was getting flown around the country i even gone international but i was kind of at a point where it was like okay like i'm doing well and I can keep doing what I'm doing and doing well, or I can kind of go back to the drawing board and make things more interesting, spice things up and try to, you know, make myself stand out more and do, you know, some stuff that I will enjoy more to make myself more creative. Right. And, uh, it's a scary choice to make, you know, um, cause you're taking guaranteed, like you're throwing away like guaranteed work and guaranteed interest for take a gamble. But sometimes that's what you have to do. Oh yeah. And it's, you know, I mean, for, to be able to have that, um, thought though, the like, Hey, I need to go back and kind of do this. It, it's good for, you know, there should be more guys like that, you know, that can sit back and examine I mean, themselves. And because like I said, there, I think there are a lot of guys now that because of social media and shit, they get, uh, exposure and not that they're green or anything, but maybe it's like too much too soon and they get these egos and it's like, oh, this guy's a fucking douche, you know, or, Guy or gal, yeah. you know? Yeah, I mean, and then just think of it like when you see, um, you know, a lot of fans don't think of this too because, like, 
they just, you know, they're on the outside looking in, but it's like, mm-hmm. you know, when you follow a band that you like for, you know, 10, 15 years and they release an album and you go, Oh, I don't like this. This isn't like this or that. Why don't they play stuff like the old song? Yeah. But that's because you just listen to that music when you like it. But that band has been playing those songs night in and night out for 15 years and they, they're just changing their style their natural progression because yep. they want to enjoy what they're doing they want to enjoy what they're making you know and uh, a lot of people don't realize that sometimes in wrestling you get that like sometimes like it, I got to the point where I hated what I was doing I didn't like I, I felt like what I was doing wasn't uh, genuine I didn't enjoy it I felt like it was like fake. And at a certain point, like fans are going to connect to this shit when you don't believe it yourself. So it's like, what I'm doing now is like, I'm, I don't even feel like I'm playing anything. I'm not putting on a character. I'm just, I'm just out there, you know? And it's, I I really enjoy what I'm doing. And like the dynasty, when you see those promos, the reason people like what we do is because (laughs) it's like, we're enjoying what we do and we're just being ourselves. It's an extension of yourself. It's, I mean, that's been yeah. like the golden rule in wrestling for how fucking long now? I mean, you look at guys, uh, The Rock, Stone Cold, when they just added that element of themselves and crank it up, fuckers. You know, they cranked it up, and and look what happened. You know, it's mm-hmm. and I've heard Stone Cold say it a million times, like, you know, you got to fucking believe in yourself and believe so other people will believe in you. Like, just put it out there. Be fucking real, you know? They're, fuck all this scripted shit, you know? Give me a bullet point. Give me something to hit, and let me be myself and roll with it, man. And you guys in those Dynasty yep. promos and shit, that's that's mad money right there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that shit, dude. And you, your tweets, too, man. I like that shit. No, <laughs> no holds barred. It's good shit, man. So you've also been out in Japan, man, for uh, Noah, right? Yeah, I just uh, I just spent five weeks out there. Yeah, yeah. How was that for you? Uh, it was phenomenal, man. Japanese wrestling is some of the best wrestling in the world, but uh, I loved it. I, 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 I mean, like being in Japan for five weeks was a little bit draining, just because like when you have time off from wrestling, it's you know it's kind of hard being bound people don't speak your language and you can't have your comforts and your familiarities yeah. and things like that, you know, miss my family, miss my house, miss my gym, miss my dog, all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, as far as the actual wrestling part, uh, it was one of the best experiences ever. I'll never forget it. Um, was that your first tour? Hopefully, that was my third time in Japan, but okay. it was my first like long tour. Like when I'd been out there before, it was only for, you know, maybe a week at a time, mm-hmm. and, you know, one or two shows. But now, being out there for five weeks and doing like 15 shows was a lot different experience. You really get like immersed in, in it. You really start picking up the subtleties and the nuances of Japanese wrestling. You're not just one of these indie idiots saying strong style and doing a thousand shitty forearms. It's, it's a lot different than that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, hey, so uh, yeah, I mean, like, you got to beat the shit out of Marafuji too, right? Yeah, a couple times. Like, <laughs> for, for people only, like, we, I mean, we had one singles match that people, um, that's what the bulk of what people saw, but on the tour, man, we must've had five or six matches where it was a tag match or a six man or something where we were involved a lot. And, um, we, um, somehow like even in the tag matches, uh, we always ended up sharing the ring together a lot. You know, he, he and I, like for some reason there was just like that magnet to us, uh, where we just wanted to beat the shit out of each other. Yeah, man. Yeah. I, he's a fucking legend over there, dude. He's yeah, he's one of the absolute best, man. And uh, <laughs> like you know, it's just it's such a weird, uh, such a weird thing to be like you know fucking main eventing in Karukan Hall, and I'm like yeah, yeah, against standing against Marafuji, and I'm like it's one of those things. Like you know, I, I'm kind of like sociopathic and don't really like I like it get like emotional in a lot of like situations mm-hmm. but it's like weird looking back because i'm like this is the kind of shit like i've watched this on tv like so many times like it's i used surreal. to study this guy's matches in this building mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying and like now i'm the one having the match so it's with a, him a pretty cool moment <laughs> yeah 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 man who was uh who was some of the other uh favorite uh superstars you got to uh, have matches with and or interact with while you're over there oh man there's so many great guys um like so, my four singles matches like stand out. Obviously, I, you know my Marufuji is one of them. Segura was another one that was really good, really hard hitting, and um, I'll remember that one because we're out there and like I'm literally doing 
like all my biggest, most impactful moves to this guy. You know, up apron, power bomb, suplexes on the outside, top rope superplex, beating the crap out of each other for like 25 minutes. And then in the back, I'm talking to someone, they're like, yeah, yeah, he just turned 49. I'm like, <laughs> like I can't even what, respect your elders. <laughs> like how I can't even imagine like getting up and walking after having a match like that in right. 20 years from now. But yeah, I complain about how my body feels right now. I'm only 28. So that was, mm-hmm. just, you know, that was wild. But, uh, and then, you know, there's guys who I didn't get to have singles with like that. Um, I'd love to go back. Like I, there's still a lot of matches. And like, luckily, like, a lot of the fans like really, I was really re- well received over there. So like fans are like even clamoring for matches with, you know, guys like Nakajima who I never yeah. got a singles with. But, yeah, like, yeah. There's just, uh, there's so much talent in that, in that company. Like, um, it's, I didn't have a bad match while I was there. I don't think I could have a bad match with any of those guys. Nice. Yeah. I, I love Noah, dude. They've had a, they've been working with impact for a while. So they've had that trade and, um, you know, obviously they've been around for a, a long time. Uh, <laughs> Thank God, uh, WWE. I guess rumor has it that they tried to buy him out so they can expand the NXT shit, and yeah. they wouldn't sell to him. So awesome. Yeah, I mean, and that makes a lot of sense. Like, cause the thing is, like, if you're a wrestling fan, and like, if you've been watching Japanese wrestling for a long time, if, yeah. if you watch like New Japan, for example, mm-hmm. like New Japan has started to become very Americanized. Yes, with a lot well, of the and way they, they just announced uh, that they're they're really branching out hard now with. They have a USA branch now that they're gonna fucking go hard in the paint with. Yeah, yeah, but uh, but Noah on the on the flip side has stayed very old school Japan traditional yeah. Japanese style with with uh, their style of matches, their presentation, like a lot of those things. So like it, it makes complete sense that they don't want WWE fucking sticking their fingers in the business. Yeah, fuck that, man. I'm, I'm yeah, whatever. I mean. They are what they are, but uh, I'm so sick of fucking WWE. <laughs> Whatever. Um, hey, so who set that tour up for you? Was that through MLW or Court Bauer do that shit, or how'd you get that gig? Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, I, I think because uh, MLW worked like worked out a working relationship with Noah, mm-hmm. and uh, there's like you know a couple couple names of like guys they might want, and I was at the top of that list, so fuck yeah, I just got to go over there and. Uh, and you got to bring the belt with you too, man. Awesome. I did, which is always nice. Um, so it's the international open weight championship now. <laughs> yeah, right. I, I'm I'm annoyed that they're even calling it the national open weight championship at this point. I've defended it in Japan. I've defended it in Mexico. I'm sure I'm going to defend it in more countries. So yeah. at this point, you might as well just recognize it as a world title. But <laughs> hey, right. who am I going to complain? <laughs> Hell yeah! Hey, Sretton here. I have one of my patented questions, real quick. Being uh, that you that you went to Japan three times on three tours, and uh, you work in America here all the time, um, is there an adjustment to uh, the first time compared to the third time? And being in America, as far as the audience is considered, like do they, like you said, they they like they were fans of yours when you went out to Japan, but do you have to? Uh, was there is there any kind of adjustment to what you're doing in order to? to get certain reactions out of the fans being in different countries? Well, in Japan, um, too, because they're, they're, they watch, they observe a lot more. Yeah. yeah. So, you know? Well, um, I mean, there's definitely, there's really like, that sounds like there's like differences in the style. Uh, there's differences in the psychology of the matches and the, mm. the way things are done. There's a lot less um, emphasis on like, like I'll put it this way: There's a lot of guys in, in America who the shit that gets them over here would not work over there, you know. And I like to like th- that's one of the big reasons I like uh, I liked going over there was because I, you know, I've always thought of myself as a very like showy professional wrestler who does you know who's very character driven and promo driven and likes to you know engage with the crowd a lot and get over that way. Um, but in Japan, like they kind of don't really give a shit about that. Like they want to see what you get yourself over with wrestling. They're more uh, about the sport. Yeah. So so there's that difference of it. And uh, you know, everyone talks about like, oh, the Japanese crowd's so quiet. Is that weird? But like, really, it's not as much. It's not as much as people act like it is. They act like the crowds are just like silent or something. Mm. Like crowds get hot there. Like there were some nights where the crowds were way hotter than crowds I worked for in America. You know, it really just depends. Like, uh, yeah, similar to here. Like there's some towns you go and some Indies where the crowds sit in their hands and it's oh, the same yeah. out there. Like some of the country towns, like 
the crowds just didn't get up for stuff. But like when you're working in Tokyo, you know, at Karukin Hall or you're working in Osaka, it's like the crowds are insane, you know? So yeah. it, it, it really just depends. But like, I'd say more than anything, uh, they, they want to see guys, uh, like they want to guys who are good wrestlers. Hell yeah. Well, you're definitely up. You're up in that list, man. You know, I ain't gonna stroke wow. your ego. Yeah, yeah, I just like, keep I'd it like real. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude, you fucking, you're a brute, man. You like, you got, you got the skills to get the fucking job done. You know, you know it. I know it. Fuck the rest, right? Yeah. Hey, let me ask they, you this. Do like, oh, go ahead. Uh, in Japan, man. So you know, you're you're big dude. You got to keep the carbs up. The you know, protein, all that. Um, what were you eating over there? Because I'm a big sushi guy, man. <laughs> I don't know how the actual real thing is. But I love like my limited knowledge of Japanese culture. I just know I would I need to get my ass out there one day and like have the experience. But I fucking love shit like that and like seafood and like what what was your food experience like over there? What were you eating the whole time you were there? I mean, honestly, I didn't get too crazy and adventurous. I know a couple times I you no know tentacles. go out with people and <laughs> and eat whatever, <laughs> but like uh, typically, I mean. I tried to stick to basically what I'd be eating here. Um, a lot of chicken, a lot of uh, right. rice, a lot of eggs. And then um, I was very fortunate because, uh, you know, because I was positioned in such a high profile. Uh, I'm Bob Sullivan, the new host of AARP's The Perfect Scam Podcast. And with Frank Abagnale and other top fraud experts, we're bringing you brand new episodes of America's most shocking scam stories. I got an email alerting me to 22 accounts that had been opened up in my name. Scam was masterfully designed. New episodes available now. Subscribe to the Perfect Scam podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Booking with Noah, like, there were a lot of sponsors that took me out for dinner a lot, so I got to go to some cool places. I got to go to, you know, but whenever I got to pick, I was just like, I want steak. I want steak because, <laughs> like, I, yes. I knew it. I could eat a lot of it. I feel good, you know. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, everyone, like, we went out and we got, like, you know, big bowls of Japanese-style ramen. We went to, like, fuck, we did all kinds of stuff. But for the most part, I tried to just stick to this, the same old crap I'd be trying to eat here just because, you know, uh, got to keep, keep the body looking the right way. <laughs> right. <laughs> Hell yeah, yeah! I've been in, I've been out in Mexico too and ate some of the wrong stuff, and it was kind of like, ooh! You ever play that game Splatterhouse? Oh, yeah. It was like the sequel. When, <laughs> when, when MLW was just in uh, Mexico, I I packed all my own food. I didn't eat or drink anything from Mexico. Yeah, dude. It, and the shitty thing is, is some of that like the street tacos down there, man. They're so dope and convenient. Like we're out. We'd play our show and get done at like fucking midnight or whatever and go out. And street tacos were available any time at fucking night down there, man. And it just, the smell captures you, everything. It tastes good. It's so great, you know, until you fucking the next day, it's like, oh, Montezuma's revenge or somebody's fucking revenge, you know? Fucking whoever made yep. you that damn taco that night. <laughs> so let me ask you this. Um, out of everybody that you've wrestled, obviously there's some guys on your list, and this is kind of pertaining uh, to a question that we had uh, from a listener. Uh, shout out to Sharice from the Bronx in New York. What up, girl? Uh, she had a question wanting to know your dream opponent oh, and man, or opponents. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry to Sharice, but everyone asked it, but like, I, I guess I don't really have one of those. Um, like, I would say, like, I just want to work with the you know the best people, but like. You know, as time has gone on, um, just remember, Sharice has that, not me. <laughs> <laughs> of course, you know, and no disrespect, like it's it's a very valid question. I right. don't really have one. Like as time has gone on, you know, five years ago, a lot of the guys who I watched and like would study, you know, fast forward to today, I've wrestled basically all of them. Like, mm. there's very few people who are like very prominent, you know, with the exception of, you know, guys who are locked down in WWE. Right. Um, but even some of them, before they got there, I got to wrestle them. Um, I've got to wrestle them and I've had great matches with, um, guys who kind of suck. And then I've had terrible <laughs> matches with guys who are phenomenal. <laughs> so it, it, it's really like, it's really weird because like sometimes you, you work a guy and you, 
you end up having like a phenomenal match that you didn't expect. And then other times you're watching someone, you're like, Oh my gosh, they're so awesome. They're so awesome. And then you wrestle and it's just like, man, we just can't click. Like we just can't have a good match together. Um, and it's, it's just weird, you know? So I don't really have a, a, a dream opponent at this point. Like, I guess, uh, the Hulkster, I guess whoever comes my way. You know? <laughs> Let me ask you this. So when, uh, when did professional wrestling really like strike you? When did you like start giving a shit about it? Um, it, it's, I don't have one of those stories of like, Oh, I saw this happen. And that's what yeah, got yeah. me. Um, I, I remember always liking, like, I remember always liking it. I don't remember seeing it and be like, wow, this is, cool right. like i just remember since i was a kid i liked it yeah but, same way um we grew we grew up without cable so mm-hmm. i didn't i couldn't watch it unless we stayed up super late on weekends right um so that was like i don't know what it was at that time when it was like shotgun saturday night or sunday heat or whatever it was uh <laughs> but i remember like for sure um you know dx being a huge thing i remember um Stone Cold, Kane, The Rock. Uh, Kane was another one that like just was like, holy crap, that's the coolest thing ever. Yeah, yeah. He was um, a monster, and he was fucking ripped, dude. Like, a lot of people don't get how... Like, talk, talk about guys that were fucking believable. Like, yeah. When Kane came out to a ring and beat up 20 guys by himself, yeah. it was 100%. And that walk, too. His walk to the ring, you know how he kind of... The whole shoulder <laughs> movement and everything, and he yeah. was just this big, everything, intimidating man. monster. He was great. But, you know, funny enough, I used to, you know, I used to watch, like I said, like Shotgun Saturday Night or Heat or whatever it was. Yeah. And uh, those were like the mid-card guys would be on those shows. And a lot of times, like one of the coolest guys to meet my brother and myself on those shows was Gangrel. Because on those shows, oh, yeah. he was like main event level, you know? Yeah, yeah. He was always like the main. And I was like, man, like the brood's entrance and everything. Dude. And then like you fast forward like a couple years and uh, Gangrel's like one of my absolute best friends. I probably wrestled him more than I've ever wrestled anybody else as far as like total number of matches. Like we've had to wrestle each other at least 20 times right now. That's so dope. And he's in great shape for his age, man. He's still out there man, training. He, he goes, he, he goes harder than a lot of guys. Yeah. Like, that's why like when everyone else will wrestle someone and you know, it's in the back, you go, ah, I don't really want to do that much tonight or I have this tomorrow. Or that's blah, when blah, you fucking smack Dave. him in the face. Say, wake up. <laughs> Dave gets in there and fucking goes full speed. Yeah. You know, he still keeps up, man. I've seen him a- do it against Orange Cassidy at a GCW Black Label Pro show. <laughs> <laughs> Which I can't believe that happened because I know firsthand that he hates comedy shit. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was surprising to see him do it. Uh, to tell you the truth, but, uh, it, it worked, you know, I mean, that's there. I, my opinion on the whole thing is there's room for everything in wrestling. You know, it's, it's all in what you like though, I guess that being said, yeah. uh, what about you, man? You, you, a fan of that shit. What do you think about guys like maybe like Joey Ryan, you know, Dick flipping and all that shit. I mean, so like it, it, it is what it is. Like I was just on a show with Joey, I think last weekend mm-hmm. uh, we traveled to get, we were in the car together for, you know, an hour. We hung out in the locker room together. Joey's a great dude. Yeah. Like Joe, I've known him, known him for many years. We were actually signed or not signed, but we we're on the same TV show together, like four years ago called Paragon pro wrestling. And it was like a super weird time, but, um, super weird name. We like, we, 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 yeah, we get along just fine, but yeah, I'm not a fan of that. Like, yeah, I yeah. Don't, if I was like, Oh, you, Hey, we're going to book you. And Joey wants you to dick spot. I, politely decline that's that's not my cup of tea um i did go through a phase where i felt like i was like on a crusade to stop wrestling i didn't like but you kind of realize like as time goes on that like i I just don't get it because like even the guys who are like the most serious guys who take this sport so seriously and think Mm -hmm. everything's so disrespectful that they don't like even those guys will do some comedy spots or appreciate some funny stuff in wrestling. So it's like, yeah. okay, so you, you draw the line here and you say that's where it's good. But then like, what if it, we do this or, the, you know, it's just like, okay, everyone has their own vision of like what's allowed and what's not allowed. But right. like, I learned a long time ago, like I'm not going to go out there and try to like police pro wrestling to what I think is right. I'm just going to do what I do. And that's it. You know, cause yeah. like, good for Joey. Like I'm, you know, I, I just saw, he just signed an impact. I know mm-hmm. first like that he's doing very well, uh, getting lots of bookings, going a lot of places that like 
you know, I would like to go, like, you know, but the thing is, like, if someone was like, hey, we'll let you go all these places and get booked to all these places and go to this country and we'll pay you this much money, but you have to be the, the dick guy. <laughs> I'd say no, because it, it yeah. wouldn't make me happy. Like, it's just not what I want to do. And that, like, I yeah. used to think there's something wrong with it, but like now it's, I don't really care. Like, mm-hmm. do what you want to do. I don't hate anybody who's doing something that I disagree with, but it's just not for me. It's It's just, you know, if I was in a band that played only metal music, and you ask me to make a pop record, I'd say fuck that. Like it's just yeah. So it's just agreed. You know, and, and but you know, some people do take it to the extreme, and they go, oh, it's different flavors of ice cream. But like at a certain point, no, it's not even ice cream anymore. Like some people are doing shit in wrestling rings, and I'm like, that's not wrestling. Like there's shows now that don't even have a wrestling ring, and people are just doing the obscure stuff, and it's like. At some point, just call it something else, you know? So yeah. there has to be, like, some semblance of some structure to it, you know, yeah, for me yeah. to get behind it, you know? But at the end of the day, I think the best stance that people can take is, like, do the best to put out what you want to put out because... Be the best you, you know, can be, this, you know? Yeah, I mean, at, at this day and age, you know, um, you know, like we kind of alluded to earlier with social media and all these avenues for people to get attention, mm. there's going to be, like, weird versions of everything. Like, a lot of people think pro wrestling has gotten changed, but it's not pro wrestling. It's everything, yeah. you know? It's every every mm-hmm. genre. There's, like, there's bastardized versions of whatever it is that claiming to be the same thing. So it's right. just, like, you can't, you can't get too worked up over it. Yeah, there's a lot of guys that do, and whether it's for, you know, Cornette's one of them guys, and whether that's a work or not, who cares? It's just like, man, I, I'm kind of with you. If you if you if if people like what you're doing and you're putting your heart and soul into what you're doing, I mean, it, it's an acceptance thing. I don't go too far as like, hey, you know, there's a lot of shit I don't fucking like, and I'll be vocal about it. I don't fucking care if it hurts people's feelings. So what? You know, I, I'm old school. I grew up in that time where not, you know, people can have their feelings hurt and move on. You know, whereas yeah. nowadays it's like they they can't do that. If you said something wrong that somebody else doesn't like, they're gonna castrate you and you know cast you aside, and you're the worst piece of shit in the world. Like, no, man, that's who the fuck started this pussyfoot movement? <laughs> you know, like, come on, like yeah. <laughs> there is room for acceptance for everything, but there, in my opinion, there's no room for people to fucking just like beat people up over everything like whatever if you don't like it great fucking leave it alone don't talk about it you know like do your own thing yeah. move on like that's how i am but anyways um you were talking about metal and shit hammerstone i want to know where does the hammerstone fall where it comes to your musical taste um i could get behind just about anything with the exception of country oh i agree um i used to actually before wrestling i played in bands. So really? Play, what do you play? I, I play drums and guitar. Nice. I like your style, man. You should check out so my that band. Was like, that was kind of like my prereq for wrestling because, you know, wrestling's like a lot. Like, a I always lot think of there's parallels. A lot of people who are like very, there's a people who are very good at like the physical portion, portion of wrestling, but like they don't do good in front of crowds or like, yeah. like being a character or performing or they don't feel comfortable like talking, but like for me, like I was like a performer first, and then I just didn't know how to fucking wrestle. <laughs> so yeah, I was yeah. always like, that was always came like super easy to me was like the being in front of people and being trying to be entertaining and you know having the spotlight on me. I always liked that. Did um, you ever put any music? Out? Yeah, what's that? Did you ever put any music out? Yeah, but it's nothing you'd be able to find, like because you know this was ten years ago, so we were just selling CDs, not like. Not like our album was on iTunes or anything like that. Oh, I, um, I want to say the last time I was in a band that was like playing live music was probably 2011, mm. like right before I started wrestling. Because like once I started wrestling, I like I I have a very one track mind. I can't. Um, I don't like to like uh, just kind of what's the word I'm looking for. What's the word I'm looking for? Multitask. Uh, <laughs> No, 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 no. I don't dabble. I don't like to dabble. dabble yeah, I, like, yeah. I like to master things. Yeah, so you, know, like you want to like, oh, put you, your heart you, and soul into one thing to make it as great as you possibly can. 
Yeah, so someone, you know, my brother was You're like, welcome. hey, you want to meet up at, and play some, some basketball at the, this weekend? I'm like, no, because if I want to play basketball, I want to be a basketball player. Yeah. I don't want to, like, shoot nope. hoops. Like, And that's just the way I am. I'm just like, I'm Power either obsessive about stuff or I just don't give a crap about it. Yeah, yeah. So, like, once I, once I got into wrestling... Um, that's pretty much all, I, all I've done since then. I mean, that's good, but it, and dude, your the way your mind works, in my opinion, I mean, and it shows because of your body of work and your evolution. I, I mean, I've seen it firsthand. I mean, that's if more people had that mindset, who knows what could happen with them? You know, like put your fucking heart yeah. and soul and determination into one fucking thing and focus it. And if you could do it in other things, great as well. But you know. I think a lot of people kind of get lost in that mix when they try to do a lot of that shit, you know. And it's tough, you know. I still, I still play in a band. I do this show. I, you know, I, I also have a family, you know, and I try to go out and have fucking fun at the same time and act like I'm still fucking nineteen, <laughs> you know. But it's 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 yeah. uh it, it's a crazy world, man. What kind of music were yeah. you guys playing? Uh, I kind of like rock. Um, has alter alternative rock, you know. Like White Stripes, The Strokes, the Arctic Monkeys, like okay. that kind of like modern Rocky type stuff with some obscure stuff thrown in there. You, was, uh, you're from Arizona, oh, man. You ever uh, you ever listen to Meat Puppets? I, I can't say that I have. Okay, you should check them out. They're old school. They're uh, I mean, you obviously know who Nirvana is, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, the, the name sounds really familiar. Yeah, Nirvana did a couple of their songs on that Unplugged album, like uh, Lake of Fire and Plateau, Oh Me. Okay, right on. So, uh, yeah, I mean, they're dude, they got like this whole weird like desert rock, acid rock thing, but it's it, they're so weird. They start off as like uh, in the early 80s as a like hardcore punk act, and they just went from that one first album and then it kind of they came into their own developed their own sound like like i said like that whole desert rock shit right on totally something you should check out man i'll put, I'll put that on the cd list <laughs> hell yeah man so what kind of other extracurricular activities are you into other than just wrestling i mean obviously i'm a, I'm a gym rat you know um so i might like if, if i'm not wrestling i'm home and i'm i'm spending a lot of time training yeah and then so i'm beat up from like that's the thing. Like I'll, I'll be on the road all weekend traveling, you know, really sometimes the travel schedule is very rough, especially like oh, doing yeah. stuff on the, like I'm lately I've been getting a lot of like red eye flights and Fuck then I get that. home and I'm up and then I just, uh, I go and I work out. And then by the time I'm done with that, it's, I just want to relax with my family, relax with my dog, uh, <laughs> just watch the Netflix, you know, I, I, yeah. I'm big, like my, my, lifestyle tends to be so like go 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 and so draining that like when it comes time to do anything else it's like i'm trying to find something very chill and relaxing i still own guitars so i like to you know i like to play guitar still but i had to ditch the drums uh too bulky too much space i live in a condo right now so i'm pretty sure my neighbors would kill me if i play drums but gotta get that electric yeah. kit <laughs> man those are, those are, i just I can't get behind the electric drums, man. I just can't do it. Yeah, yeah they're kind of wanky. <laughs> like, you got to get that real shit, man, so you can get, like, uh, you know, Paul Bostaff. Just that double bass crazy shit. I don't know. Yeah, I agree with you, though, uh, as far as, like, the the grind of, like, your profession and what you're doing, man, and the traveling shit, you know, being out on tour um, myself with my band shit, it's like, fuck, dude, like, it's a great thing, don't get me wrong, it's an experience, it's awesome, but it sucks at the same time, you know, like, that traveling shit, like, I, I'm kind of a homebody, you know, I like to I like to be home, like you said, be with my family and do my shit and, and chill, because when you're so, uh, when you're such a go-hard in your profession, man, you you know, you just said it yourself. You don't get that very much. So when you do, it's like those are the fucking moments, man. Yeah, one hundred percent. It's like uh, I always say, um, everybody wants like a full wrestling schedule, so they have a full wrestling schedule. Like, and, you know, some people, oh, I'm jealous. I wish I could do this. I wish I could do that. And I'm like, okay, you say that, but I honestly think like you would never do the work to get to that. And then mm -hmm. once you had it, you, I don't think like it's it's tough, man. And I mean. There's people who do it, but and, and this is not like saying I'm better than anyone else, but like, oh, but you are. Yeah, well, that's true. <laughs> uh, okay, yeah. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna chew my own horn then. Like yeah. that's the thing. Like 
when I travel too, I'm not just traveling. I'm, I'm, it means prepping meals for days at a time. It means, you know, uh, all these things, trying to find gyms on the road, trying to make sure I stay on my diet on the road. There's plenty of people who, yeah, they travel, but they're just stopping at fast food. They don't worry about hitting the gym. They don't worry about panning. They don't worry about all these other things. And it's like, maybe that's not important to everybody in pro wrestling, but for me it is. Um, and it, it makes things just that much harder and just that much, oh, you know, man. more time and difficult. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's what I think is important. And I take a lot of pride in what I do. Yeah, and that's fucking awesome. I, I totally agree. I mean, your attention to detail and just being precise with your passion and your career. I mean, there's there's nothing, there's not a motherfucker on this world who can go say anything negative about that. And if they do, you know, they fucking suck. <laughs> I mean, I'm super impressed, dude, with that drive, man, that fucking... Do it. Do your shit. Fucking know that you're going to go here and have it planned out, you know, without having to have like a a Paul Ellering or somebody around to do it for you. Like you're doing your own shit. Like I got mad respect for that, dude. So here's to you. <laughs> but um, so MLW, man, you guys, uh, you got, like I said, you got the super fight coming up. Um, is there any, I haven't seen anything as far as, are you booked yet for that? I mean, I know you're going to be on the show, but um, I mean, is there anything you could yeah. tell us about yeah. that? Or Yeah, I have a, I have a rematch with, Davey Boy Smith Jr. Uh, oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah, you guys had a killer match uh, last time I was there out in Cicero, man. I, I can't wait to see more of that. Yeah, man. He's uh, he's one probably one of the absolute best wrestlers on the, on the planet right now. Like that, Anybody who disputes that hasn't watched enough of his stuff or hasn't wrestled him firsthand, uh, but just what he brings to the table, it's like, you know, like when I, I at the end of the day, you know, like you know, I kind of alluded to this earlier, but, you know, um, I, I do a lot of the, the showy stuff with wrestling as far as like my character and my presentation on promos. And I put a lot of effort into that. Um, and I'll joke around a lot and I'll call myself a body guy or I'll joke with that. The reason I'm booked is because I'm buff. But, <laughs> and you're and the it, stuff. But, but realistically, like, I like to, like, I like to get in there and have a wrestling match. I like to get in there and go against the best and walk out of it with everyone being like, damn, like that was, good like like those people I mean, those two went at it and with Davey that was exactly what it was like you know he's just so fucking good at what he does um and to go in there like it's a test you know I like yeah. that feeling of man there's um and at Super Fight it's gonna be that but even to another level cause you know now on pay-per-view it's gonna be a bigger stage people are gonna be watching all around the world yeah and, that, and now it's our I'm wrestling each other, so we already got the feeling out process is out of the way. So I'm really looking forward to that to my match. And not only that, like I'm looking forward to like sitting in the back and watching the other matches. Like the card is already like shaping up to be so cool. So it's like I just can't wait. It's gonna be I think it's gonna be really awesome night. Yeah, fuck yeah, man. I can't wait. It every time I've been there, it's it's been amazing. You know, like I've said, but coming now and it's it's this big fight feel it's uh it's pay-per-view you know and this is your guys what this is your mlw's first pay-per-view right first time yeah man it's it's gonna be fucking killer i i can't wait so when we go there man i'm gonna hit you up we gotta kick it you know we'll get joseph together we've had casey on the show too rile her up i don't know how your relationship is with her <laughs> uh we're pretty the whole crew is pretty passionate yeah 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 but uh, I and like I said, I, I love MLW. You guys, uh, we've been doing this show for a little over a year now, and you guys were one of the like top four or five promotions that I always was like, man, I gotta talk about MLW because of what they're doing is fucking, it's top notch, it's amazing, you know. And I always go, my, the whole point of my show really is to kind of get people to find more than just the E. You know, because there is so much more, so much better shit. You know that. Yeah, for sure. I, you, you can, and whatever. I grew up on that shit. You know, and it's great, whatever. But there, I, I betrayed it in the early in mid nineties when it was like, oh, this shit's lame and cartoony. Like WCW had a better, more realistic product. I went to that, and then you know, you had ECW, and you know, history kind of repeats itself. And I think it's such a great time in wrestling right now. I mean, really. Like I said, it's like going to the fucking ice cream shop, man. Any flavor you want, it's there. Fucking take it, leave it, but it's fucking there. That's the good thing, you know? 
Yeah, for sure. And uh, you guys, uh, I believe uh, MLW Fusion is now on what every Saturday night. Uh, yeah, Saturday night on BM Sports, and then uh, usually our, our replays hit on uh, YouTube on Mondays. But this week it aired early; it aired on Saturday on YouTube. So um, things are things are always changing. Like uh, you know, we're always trying to get platforms and get new forms of exposure. But as of right now, that's the way to watch it. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, Court's always working his magic. He's out, you know, doing that thing, fucking interacting, networking, trying to get the best for you guys. And shout out to him. I think he's a great. I think he's a great promoter, man. He's putting on a great product. He's, you know, he's brought MLW back. Uh, he's got a lot of top tier talent. I fucking love it, man. Um, Alex, tell tell people where they can find you at online. Instagram and Twitter is at Alex Hammerstone. Facebook is Alexander Hammerstone. And then, uh, I mean, realistically, there's not a lot of Hammerstones out there. So if you search Hammerstone, if you find that name, it's probably most likely me. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's the place to keep up. Uh, I'm very interactive on my social media. I uh, try, to, try to keep everything very well updated. So yeah, give me a follow and uh, retweet my shit. God damn it. <laughs> Fuck yeah. What about merch? Where can people buy your merch at? Uh, I don't have an online merch store at the moment. I uh, just sell stuff at shows with the exception of actual MLW merch, which you can buy on their online store. Um, Dynasty has it out. But um, that's you know that's another reason to follow me on the social media because, uh, like I said, that stuff is uh, kind of always changing. So if, uh, if stuff does go up online and you want to be the first to know about it, you better be following me. Yeah. Yeah, so you could be like, hey, Mr. Hammerstone, I'd like to get that new T-shirt you got out. Where can I fucking get it? I mean, that's the thing. When I do have new stuff, a lot of people just will contact me and set up a... I can sell stuff through PayPal and, you know, take payment there, but I don't have an actual online shop to visit at the moment. Nice. Well, that's cool. Whatever. It's more personable. I think that's, uh, you know, for fans and shit, that's probably way cooler anyways than, you know, just going the regular cookie cutter route. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) Fuck yeah. Hey, well, I love fucking love what you're doing, man. I cannot wait to see you on November 2nd. Me and Threaten will be there, dude. We'll fucking hit you up. We'll buy you a beer or a burrito, you know, <laughs> or a piece of flank steak. Yeah, oh, well, yeah, let's fuck it. Let's go out and get some steak. Let's get everybody together. Go get some fucking good steaks, man. Chicago, you know. There you go. I'm totally down, brother. But, uh, I, hey, Alex, thank you for coming on the show. Fucking love you. Appreciate everything you're doing for yourself, for the business. You got a great body of work going, and the future is super bright for you, man. Uh, you know, so till next time, everybody tune in to MLW Fusion. You can catch Hammerstone on there. They're about ready to fuck shit up on November 2nd for the MLW Super Fight, their first pay-per-view ever, but not the last. And for Sretton Hammerstone, this is the juice saying, when I'm up, when I'm up. Wet them up. Woo! Yeah! We're fucking wet forever, too. You gonna do sex to me? Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. It's Donato's new Bacon Duo pizzas. Two pizzas, each with two kinds of bacon. Try the new Pepperoni Bacon Duo with pepperoni, Canadian bacon, and hardwood smoked bacon. And the Chipotle Bacon Duo with Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Now get $2 off a large Bacon Duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. Some call it insight. Others call it vision. At Pershing, we call it perspective. A perspective you'll benefit from, from a custodian you can rely on. One who can help navigate the big picture and whose products give you a competitive edge. One who considers everything. What will help you succeed today and tomorrow? Open yourself to a new perspective and open the possibilities. Consider everything. BNY Mellon Pershing. Learn more at pershing.com slash go independent. Pershing Advisor Solutions, LLC. Member FINRA SIPC.